Namaste. So often we have uh, shared this, not just a thought but an experience that the mother's prayers and meditations are an amazing document. If somebody were to, at least personally for me, who has, I mean, I can say this having read entire works of Sri Aurobindo and the mother and most of the major disciples, if somebody was to ask me, tell me one book that I can read or should read, one book only, which will help me to steer through life, I'll have a choice between Savitri and prayers and meditation. But in all likelihood, I'll end up recommending prayers and meditation because it's a very simple way she has revealed to us. Savitri acts directly, it enters the inner being. You need a certain kind of opening, no doubt about it. But uh, prayers and meditation, it's like every which way. It enters through the mind, enters through the heart, enters through the life experiences. So today we read something of the mother's journey, some portions of her journey as she is coming from all the way from Paris to India to meet Shirobindo. Now We all have undertaken journeys and we know how we, you know, we sit in the uh, we sit in the train or flight or whatever and wherever minds are. So it is the same way she is also undertaking a journey except that she is taking a journey on the ship instead of uh, coming through air or train or any other medium. Now the difference between the life of a yogi and the life of an ordinary life is not that they are doing different things. This is a misconception. It has come because we have turned yoga into very specialized Techniques. Uh, specialized techniques have a certain advantage of giving you a quick result in a certain direction. But the disadvantage is that they lose contact with life as it evolves organically. How life evolves organically? It, it evolves through various contacts, sensory, intellectual, emotional, every which way. That's how life evolves. It doesn't cut you into parts. This mental, this is okay for understanding. This is mental, this is sentimental, <laughs> this is <laughs> emotional, this is physical. Uh, it is okay for understanding things, it has its purpose. But in real life, all these trends are intertwined. So how are we to really, what should be our inner state? So here, repeatedly the mother emphasizes in one of her Mahavakyas, one of the sentences which I think both mother and she is there in Shobindo as well as mother's handwriting, mother's own written works, is that from the standpoint of yoga, it is not what one does but how one does it that is important. Now this how is not about outward but about inner. So when the physical education department started, then people wanted to keep a special section for hot yoga, asanas. That's a yoga Ashram after all, so physical education department must have elaborate hard yoga. If you go there, you will see instead elaborate description of, you know, how the muscles work, how they develop. You will be surprised. Go once and see. About each part of the body, you will have a very detailed understanding of how they work. How each of the, you know, uh, for every equipment, they will explain. So, it's... Yogasana is also one of the things that you can opt for. But when mother was asked about it, she says, from 
our experience we have found that any exercise done with a yogic attitude becomes yogi yoga she says that she says it's physical exercises you don't need to do a specialized exercise you can do the same exercise which you are doing every day but with the right consciousness she gives the example of a blacksmith who uh, you know constantly uses the below to uh, heat up the fire and uses the hammer so they develop their muscles in one part of the being but they are not conscious so they it doesn't awaken the consciousness of the body because they are doing it as a job but if you do the same thing with the awareness with the consciousness that you want to awaken consciousness then the whole thing changes so she gives a very beautiful example that if you climb up and down the stairs and you do it consciously now this is something we all do pick up a glass of milk or water give it to somebody and i think this was the idea in ancient india you see that everything is done with such an elaborate sometimes became too elaborate so namaste there was a way of doing namaste you know not casual hi the idea was do everything consciously this was called as shishtachar vyavahar outward conduct had also to be done in a way that uh, you know is expressing the deity who is within even your dress you wear the way you walk all these things if, I, if you really go into the uh, elaborate aspects of the indian ancient indian scriptures and the way they had organized life but the problem was it became too mechanical after a while when people start doing it oh we have to do namaste like this then you lose the heart <laughs> so so it should be a beautiful combination of head heart understanding awareness so here through a simple uh, prayer which is written when she is on the boat we can see what really all life is yoga means so when we go in a train i can say this you know there is a there are two kinds of people one who order the meals and it comes for them other who carry the meals now those who carry the meals there are two types one is who are your meal my two three persons family that meal but there is another kind who ask will you share it would you like to have it where this sense of sharing things the sense of being part of a larger family not just your immediate family that is there now with mother constantly we find it and she went to an extent that's how she is a universal mother where it was not just human beings not just her family but the whole world as her family now this whole world is not just human beings we speak about human unity but the whole world means including the bird and beast and plants and everything even matter so that is how because she lived this life she created the dream project called oroville that let's live as truly one family but this one family is not just family of human beings but the totality so in this prayer there are number of prayers which uh, you know are like this uh, very indicative we know that one of the prayer is that when she is um, you know changing the shape and she she feels for those who are left behind and she suffers with their suffering normally see how shallow our emotions run when we leave people behind and they say there are tears in their eyes and you know we also for a moment feel but we are waiting ki when they will go <laughs> and then we sit and we are in their own world and those who are left behind they cry especially with parents it happens 
But here, when she feels their suffering, she reveals to us that what to do when you bodies are separated and you suffer. She says, discover that oneness inside. She gives us a beautiful sutra for all situations. And this one is, which we are going to read today. I think this one we have read. On board the Kaga Maru, March 7th. This we have already read. So we will read March 8th, 1914. So the sun is rising. And what does she pray? In front of this calm sunrise, which turned all within me into silence and peace. This is the difference how we respond to the everyday events. Sun comes every day, wakes us up every day. But for most people, they wake up to the call of the WhatsApp. Still others, they wake up to the, you know, what is my schedule today? To still others, they wake up to the daily chores of life. To still others, they wake up with a headache and problems of life. But that's not the way we start a day. She has several times indicated, when you start your day, start with a gratitude. And it's so beautiful. Just it takes few minutes. Just sit down and start the day with gratitude. Your sleep may have been miserable, doesn't matter. But just this simple thing. And she says, gratitude that I have another given another opportunity to progress. See what a way to set the ball rolling. So here when the sunrise has come, she experiences that silence and peace. Even a few moments of that is so wonderful. At the moment when I grew conscious of thee, and thou alone wast living in me. So first thing is when we wake up, before we wish good morning to 100 people, let's wish good morning, Ma. Just stay. It doesn't need much time actually. If you have practiced it, it needs a few seconds. Ma. And feel her smiling in the heart. That's it. And so beautiful. This part of yoga can be practiced anywhere. You don't have to be in, in ashram or any special place. Ma. So she says, I grew conscious of thee and thou alone was living in me. Now she is next step. You see, now we will, next step is, okay, I'll wish good morning messages. But here what she is doing, something much more beautiful. It seemed to me that I adopted all the inhabitants of this ship. So when she wakes up, she experiences this wonderful presence within and then she takes all the inhabitants. Mark the words inhabitants. Not all just human beings. Inhabitants mean everything. There may be a bird sitting somewhere, perched up. There may be rats somewhere. All the inhabitants. At one place he says even of the sea. All the creatures. And envelop them in an equal love. And that so in each one of them something of thy consciousness would awake. What she is wishing? We wish good morning. What do we say? Have a wonderful day. It can mean a very egoistically wonderful day. <laughs> May you arrive at success. But the only success of life is the awakening of the divine consciousness. So she envelops people with a love, sends love to everyone. Very often people complain, I don't feel love and nobody loves me. It means you, have re you really don't love anyone. <laughs> and, <laughs> and second is that, 
How do you love? Give this love to all creatures. Then it will increase. The energy of love will not increase if you are. The less you give, the less you receive. So after a time, the little you have becomes a pool. And when, like any pool, when the water does not run through, it will become spoiled. That's the fact of perennial fact of life. If you let the things flow, so one has to flow them. By some people shut themselves unnaturally inside. Or in a room, and they think they are doing yoga. Yoga is not done like that. Sure, Bindu, even in the room, he was just entire ocean like compassion reaching to all the worlds. And same with the mother. Everything she was giving constantly. And that's how the energy grows. Any energy of life, you give knowledge, knowledge will grow. You give people happiness, your happiness will grow. You give love, love will grow. So, this is the law of life. So she is praying that in each one of them something of thy consciousness would awake. Not often had I felt so strongly thy divine power and thy invincible light and once again total was my confidence and unmixed my joyful surrender. So some people will say it's a beautiful experience. Why is she writing it? Now when we write, we make a more active dynamic contact. Have you seen that when you are just mentalizing and just saying things to mother or whatever way you want to address to God and when you come out you say, I have spoken. What did you speak? Now I don't remember. But when you are writing, you have concretized and crystallized it. So it's very beautiful. It's a beautiful way to every day commune with the divine. Have a small little prayer diary where you write. It's not that if you say in the heart, divine won't listen, but it's for your good. There is another reason. So when we, you know, there are only two places where things can get rooted. One is up in the truth, where there is the original root. And second is in matter. This is the secret of matter. If you don't root them in matter, they are always subject to dispersion. So to root them in matter... You need to concretize it. So what happens when it's at the level of thought, it's still in the mind. Some little brain is stirring, but still it's in the mind. But when you write, you receive by the brain, you transmit through the hands, the nerves, the eyes, and then you express through words. So it becomes something concrete. To make something concrete is so important. That's why mother gives uh, some of the techniques also. If some thoughts are disturbing you or something, she write it on a piece of paper. Then you tear it away and put it into fire. Now why tear it away? Why write first and then tear it away? Because otherwise it all remains here. Oh mother, I am offering it to you, offering it to you. But it's all in the head, going on in the head. But when you write it, you have first crystallized it, then you have torn it with the strong will that I want it out of my system. So here she is writing to the Lord very simply that my heart was filled with a joyful surrender. O thou who relievest all suffering and disperses all ignorance. And look at this word now. O thou the supreme healer. So every day she is, she is reminding us who is the healer, ultimate healer. So in Indian thought, you have three levels of cause and effect. Sometime back, somebody asked me, I heard that you were sick. Nothing. I just had half a day, some vomiting and you know, how things spread. 
if you just take one hour off so i said no no i was fine i just had a little vomiting because of oh, what was the cause so then i took a little dig i said three levels of causes which one you want to know so he said what causes i said immediate cause intermediate cause ultimate cause so he said all three so i said immediate cause infinitesimal organisms which we call as bacteria or virus intermediate cause the complex play of forces <laughs> ultimate cause the infinite <laughs> i said now you decide <laughs> just got a smiley of laughter i had three levels of causes <laughs> so three levels of healing immediate healing is with some medicine which you may take intermediate healing is try to discover what is the disharmony inside the play of forces what opened the doors to illness that all it's all three can be done and ideally you know it's good to become conscious what opened the doors things like that and the ultimate healer final healer is the supreme healer is the divine so she is and they don't cancel each other this idea but yes he is the supreme healer so if he, if we really abandon to him he has his own ways but his method may be homeopathic not allopathic so the difference shubhendra says yogic force acts in a homeopathic way so what what is the difference now allopathy how does it heal it suppresses the symptoms you have a fever now fever may just be a way to get rid of toxins purificatory process now you don't have fever you say doctor saab kya magical dawai diya hai unfortunately the doctors get the credit for somebody who has discovered the medicine and somebody who did a research and found you have just remembered and written but nevertheless okay sometimes doctors can speak well and that helps so but this is the allopathic way now when you suppress the symptoms it's not that healing is not taking place your body is still healing ultimately it is a body which heals but homeopathic way is different body will heal but here homeopathic way is sometimes the real cause hidden in subconscious will come out and then the divine will clear it so this is the divine way of healing now many people can't bear it because they want instant effect mcdonald sage are i pray two days i am praying to mother but my fever is going on to 101 to now it is 102 103 maybe the doctors were right then one has to learn to trust and surrender but if one cannot then take both you take the medicine and invoke the divine grace and also see inside if there are some doors which i am opening constantly so here she is saying o thou who relievest all suffering and disperses all ignorance o thou the supreme healer be constantly present on this boat doesn't matter you know people want to know is there a doctor going along with be constantly present on this boat in the heart of those whom it shelters that once again thy glory may be manifested i'm telling you this is something very wonderful if ever you have uh, you know you have to look after a clinic or a place of healing or maybe with people in the house just do this every night with a little prayer ma i am going to sleep but you are awake take care of them then in the morning mother take care of them we carry so much burden i am the person i am the person so divine say okay try is <laughs> something so beautiful it should be incorporated actually but you can't do it by incorporating it but it should be there in the heart of everybody when i had come here 
my impression was that this is how people would be starting the work and there was initially something like a you know ritual where but then it becomes ritual where people come together and but it's still a good thing everywhere it should be in any department that before you start work everybody when you open a department for 2 minutes just stay quiet and invoke the presence then go about and then when you close whoever is the last person offers a thanks you this is the work so here she is traveling on the boat so what she is doing supreme healer be present constantly amongst us and let thy glory be manifested so this is so wonderful and that's why in ashram this is the system when people go to a picnic when they go anywhere you go there to the samadhi there is a concentration and people tell actually you know they write initially they would come and tell the mother i am going i'll be will be starting at this time will return at this time so the mother would listen to everything she didn't say what is this got to do with yoga just go inside and no all life is yoga who all are going the list would be given to her with names these are the people who are going okay good because then she would do something very special in her own way which we don't understand we don't understand the ways of the divine so you must have seen that there is a place near tennis ground no where people go for asthi visarjan so when children wanted to take a bath and go sea swimming now see here is very rough jellyfish sea snakes all of them are there so that area she had marked out and put a special formation that this area is like a safe area now divine can make everything safe but then you will interfere with the law of evolution if you make everything safe for everybody then human beings the evolution requires us to go through that unfortunately if we could have trust then everything would be safe but she had marked that area that's a safe area now same thing one can do by right attitude anywhere but this is where she calls the divine presence in the boat same thing we can do wherever we are may your presence be here and then sail so when we go in a train when we go in a flight and she has said uh, later on in her conversations that you know in fact she said with a very interesting story she said there was a couple so they would whenever they would go into whatever thing there would be a tragedy which will strike but they will not they will escape so people thought they are very lucky she said no they are the ones who are bringing these forces she says that on the other hand if there is one person in a group this based on this experience that if there is one person in a collective life in a travel who is open to the grace and invoke that one person can avert the tragedy you know the story of udhar pinto udhar pinto had not even invoked he was sleeping in the train and the train suddenly met with an accident and nobody died and it stopped with a big thud and there were some people who were nearby they saw literally the train as if jumped couple of feet and then landed with a thud on the rails and then came to a screeching halt so udhar also got up then he asked the mother when he went back mother you intervene no said yes laughed and said yes but what to do you didn't tell me the details he had not told her where where is where, where he will be there so the principal was even like you say i will be in bogey number s2 like that precision 
It's not that in general I am traveling by this train. I remember these kind of incidents even with me. But this is Udar Das is amazing. So he he says that uh, she said though I didn't know but I was caution there was no time and suddenly because in in a disciple she puts an emanation of herself that wants her even before something is going to happen so she rushed but before you know it was like a split second and she everybody was saved because she just <laughs> saved the whole train so i've seen once my father there was a fire in the coach second ac and he was a man who was a bhakta with total faith and i had given him a blessing packet but the blessing packet was very strange it was i found it in a place where things were being burnt and suddenly my eyes fell there and i saw that the mother's picture is not burnt but all around the envelope is burnt so i picked it up i, I mean i managed to somehow reach there that much and take out the blessing packet and uh, when my father that very evening or something he was leaving i gave him that blessing packet i said keep it with you exactly there was a fire in the coach same day <laughs> same day means next day as he was traveling his long journey and then everybody the train was stopped coming everybody is coming down here that blind with his and nah, nah, i'll stay here राम जी रक्षा करेंगे ये कहना नहीं चाहिए बट राम जी बोल के वो माता जी का ब्लेसिंग पैकेट लेके ही जस्ट हेल्ड ऑन टू दैट एंड एवरीथिंग यू नो ऑब्वियसली माय मम वुंट कम डाउन सी सेड इफ समथिंग हैपेंस टू यू आई वुड आल्सो बी देयर विद यू दोज वेयर द गुड ओल्ड डेज नाउ इट वी लाइक बुढ़ा तू तो अकल से गया अकल से गया and uh, everything nothing happened so these are things which are real when you really pray and aspire countless experiences i myself had scooter meeting with accidents and you know before the accident you get the warning inside and warning is don't react don't react i don't know for what i should not react there is there is the word going on in the heart what i should not react to don't react don't react and then suddenly a truck comes and hits and nothing happens coolly I don't even know whether I have fallen or I have just chetak kar ke I have gone and standing and military truck and he comes down and I pick up the scooter but because that of that constant thing don't react there was so much peace tremendous peace and then I started the scooter those days kick scooter bajaj and it started so he said sorry sir sorry sir army people because I was in uniform I said no no problem it's not your fault because I knew that this was something which was coming the way and for whatever reason I said, not your fault. So sure, you're fine. I said, yeah, nothing. Neither scooter nor myself, nothing. So many times, and even in a travel, just repeat, just aspire. So you see this simple prayer. She is giving us a way to live when we travel in a group. You can say, why not? One person can say. It's not that you have to be the captain or the leader or anything. Ma, I'm going to picnic. I'm traveling. these are the people with me be with us this is the journey give a teller all the details including coach number bogey number <laughs> yeah if the train gets delayed it happened with me i have seen this number of times even about the train flights so just pray aspire invoke the presence and see calling the divine especially in the form of the supreme healer 
you know when you go by the boat one of the things which is most makes you miserable is the seasickness people become sick it's literally called seasickness even if they have nothing wrong with them they will become sick she is calling the supreme healer and saying you be there even on the journey she has a another problem when the boat is on the you know likely to be uh, there is a big storm and then she sees that there are denizens beings in the vital world which take and they take joy for them if a ship or boat is coming they say, ah we have a toy so they start playing with you and if you have fear then they will come and come in hordes so she goes there and she goes in a cabin stretches herself enters down and she sees these entities which are creating chaos so she what does she do she doesn't say okay dhanushwan leke nothing she just tells them be peaceful quiet 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 and she pacifies them so they become very peaceful docile creatures and go away <laughs> so this is there is a whole world which we don't know and don't understand this is not about being emotional and prayer it's about a law of life which she is revealing this is sanatan dharma where you brought god into every aspect and sphere of life whether you eat you drink you meet friends everything everything in from birth to death in india ancient india life was a sacred dose it was like a not ritual but spiritual that we turn it into ritual is a different thing namkaran first food writing marriage everything was absolutely true and true not like anything and everything doesn't matter so this is the subtle law i'll read this prayer again march 8th 1914 in front of this calm sunrise which turned all within me into silence and peace at the moment when i grew conscious of thee and thou alone wast living in me then the prayer is most powerful when you are fully conscious of the lord one is a very ritualistic prayer and then first you establish the presence here it seemed to me that i adopted all the inhabitants of this ship and enveloped them in an equal love and that so in each one of them something of thy consciousness would awake because they have to respond to the protection and everything Not often had I felt so strongly thy divine power and thy invincible light and once again total was my confidence and unmixed my joyful surrender O thou who relievest all suffering and disperses all ignorance O thou the supreme healer be constantly present on this boat in the heart of those whom it shelters that once again thy glory may be manifested that is the idea of griha pravesh it's not a party it's now people come and invoke the presence also because there are many formations you know left behind in the land and those people who have worked there so you invoke the presence after that everything is wonderful namaste